Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives. Right here on the Superview Show, I am joined by my good two good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Doing good. Ready for Monday. Rock. You might even say we've been on the run for a little while. <laughs> um, no, but as the title of this episode suggests, we are going to talk. We spun the wheel last week, landed on my pick, and we're talking about Band on the Run from 1973. This album, believe it or not, turns um, 30. Uh, 30. I can't even 50. count. That. We're, we're, 50. Sorry. Thank you. We're off to a terrible start. It's okay, though. Uh, this album turns <laughs> 50 years old later this year in 2023. Um, Given that it was my pick, I'm going to go first on this one and just shared some love and light on it, and at least in my humble opinion and eyes and whatnot. Um, this is one of my, with one I'm about to say, Mike to me like, God damn it, JT, of course you are. But yes, the title track is in my top 25 favorite songs of all time. Just want to put that out there. And somewhere Mike is already <laughs> screaming at me. Uh, How dare you? Anyways, uh, um, no, but I've always loved uh, the Wings, the material from Wings and like Paul McCartney, like post Beatles work as well. Um, we, we touched on that like a, a little while ago. I forget what it was specifically. But uh, this is like the fifth album by Paul McCartney uh, post the Beatles breakup in 1973. Um, to me, it's it's probably Wings' best album out of all the albums they released, like Venus and Mars or London Town. This is probably the one to beat, in my opinion, um, on just how good it is. Um, in my opinion, it's 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 definitely holds up to me over since they made it back in. God, they've started recording it like 1972 or 70, early 73 for a December 73 release. Um, to me, it's, it's a timeless anthem, a timeless song, a timeless album. Um, it has, it has not every song is perfect, but to me, when you look at the, just the overall, like complete, like feel of the songs, you can definitely feel they're like from that time period. Um, uh, I do like, I will get into this specifically when we talk about the track listing, but like some of the reprises towards the end of the album, I like that a lot too. Uh, like towards the end of the, the, the second to last song and the very last at the very ending of the last song in the album, um, 1985. But uh, but yeah, the, I, I was excited to talk about this album because um, I don't know if you guys have picked up on it, but I'm trying to talk about albums that have anniversaries for on our show for this year. <laughs> <laughs> just want to put that out there. So I we did River Green, you know. so yeah. Um, but that, that's just my you know initial going into this of Band on the Run from 1973. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Do you have anything for Band on the Run at all? What are your initial impressions? Um, I definitely knew of this song and I knew of the band, you know, that, uh, you know, Paul McCartney was part of after the Beatles and um, pretty much didn't know any other songs beside that. So I was kind of coming to this really um, never listening to any of the material. Um, I like that it just doesn't sound like a, a record that would be released in the 70s, like the early 70s. It sounds like totally like something from like, uh, or you know, mid 60s to like early, you know, early 60s. It really doesn't sound like what was happening in the 70s, like musically, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, funk and, you know, like things that were going on, like that were coming in the, you know, 73, 75, whatever. So it's, I actually think that's really good because it's uh, almost just refusing to um, kind of do something that's, you know, popular at the time and just kind of stay along that kind of 
Beatles feel to it, you know, mixed with some other um, progressive elements of like, you know, obviously the Beatles were always progressive with their song. But this one uh, really flexed its muscles. And yeah, I mean, it was definitely I uh, had some good, good tracks, some mid tracks. And yeah, I'll get more into it when we chat about that. Awesome. And I have to ask Kyle. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> Band on the run, more like Kyle on the run from this album. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you, you guys know me. Uh, I think I talked about it when we did the last Paul McCartney uh, yeah. discussion we did. I love the Beatles. You know, one of the all-time greats. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for the solo projects and, you know, individual projects of each member afterwards. Some acts work better when it's all, you know, the joint effort of all four minds or, you know, for other bands as well, when all the minds are working together, putting their all like creative input in uh, Beatles is one of those bands, you know, it's, I struggled to get into any of the post Beatles work of any of the members, really. Uh, this was really no exception, although I thought it would be going into it. Uh, but, you know, I'll get into that song for a song when we get into that, but that's pretty much where I stand. Uh, didn't change my opinion all that much it's pretty much exactly what i expected and a little less to be honest <laughs> Oof. oh man all right let's get into it shall we let's go over to the track listing for a second um so just and yeah we're going to the track listing right now so all right, all right from this from the start top to bottom uh band on the run title track opens up the record uh jet second song in bluebird next song in Mrs. Vanderbilt, uh, let me roll it. I never know how to pronounce this, but Mamonia, I think it's how you say it. It sounds like Mamonia, but it's Mamonia. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, No words. And on the U.S. release, uh, it has Helen Wheels on there. Uh, And then the ninth song would be Picasso's Last Words, Drink to Me. And the last song on the record is 1985. You need, um, need help, uh, you know, doing the pronunciation from Mamunya. They only say it seventeen a times. Million times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all you gotta do is just listen to the song, and then you know. So exactly. I mean, you know, just, I'm hoping you heard that long ago. Hey, I, <laughs> I, I was so excited that we we're gonna talk about this record. I was like, I literally listened to this album like for, from Monday of last week to Monday of this week. I listened to it nonstop. Like. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about Band on the Run. <laughs> oh my god, I was I was so ready to. Um, do you want me to go first in this one? Is that okay? Yeah, it's, it's you. Cheers. All right, all right, cool. Um, standout tracks for me personally. Um, Band on the Run, a all time to me an all time encompassing like song in general, like the song of one of the songs of the early seventies. Truthfully, in my opinion, like. It, there's nothing else like it. There's nothing else quite like it since then or before then. It's to me, it's an all time grade. That's why it's in my top 25 of all time, personally. Uh, Jet, I, I think, is the, I look at Jet like the Beatles going glam in a certain sense. Like the Beatles were going to go like a glam route. That, that's the way I look at that one. Bluebird was kind of like not, nothing like Blackbird, but like just, you know, it's just a relaxing track, I guess you'd say. Like just the imagery in it. I really like it. Um, Mrs. Vanderbilt kind of took a, it takes a little bit of a, d- a dip for me a little bit. Like I like it, but like, do I go back to listen to just Mrs. Vanderbilt? No. Uh, and let me roll it to close out side one for me personally is 
I've seen Paul McCartney twice. He plays this song pretty much every show he's been in since like the 1990s. I want to say, I don't even know. Uh, he's played it a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of slow. It's kind of boring. I still like it, but it's not one of my favorites. Um, it's it, but yeah, he plays it at every show. I don't know, Paul, not sure why, but that's okay. Um, Mamonia. So opens up side two for me. I actually, Mike's going to kill me for butchering that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Justice, justice. It's not okay. <laughs> Don't listen to Mike. It's not okay. Oh my God. Anyways, um, I like the song. I mean, it, it's got like this like guitar, this almost like a picking guitar vibe to it. Like I feel like they're like just playing like the high, really high notes on the like acoustic guitar. I, 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 but do I go back to it? No. Um, no words and Helen Wheels kind of like the same vibe there. Like, I mean, I listen to them but only when I listen to them from start to finish. I'll listen to those songs uh, all the way through. But if I just have a, like a regular a shuffle playlist of all these songs in there, I will probably stick to just the the band, band on the run. Uh, Jet, uh, Picasso's last words drink to me for whatever reason. Because I think I like the reprise in it quite a bit more than I thought I did of both Jet and Mrs. Vanderbilt, but in a different, but in a different tempo and a different, um, in, in, within this one song, it's like it's just it keeps going back to like the, the um, the jet, ooh, and the, that whole the chorus of Jet and the chorus of Mrs. Vanderbilt as well. Um, I, I I like how that song really it's it, it has a lot of change ups in there. I do like that one quite a bit. And to me, the last song, 1985, is a great way to close out the record. Um, it really does show how you can end an album on a really um a really bombastic note like like i know we talked to you know nimrod with green day and how uh that last song i forget the name of it whatever it was kyle you're gonna have to correct me on that but um prosthetic head. yeah prosthetic head thank yep. you they, they they could have ended on good riddance but they did not end it on that they ended it on prosthetic head which i, I applaud for, and that worked for that um too and for this um, I felt like the the, the big buildup at the very end of 1985 really worked for me. Um, listening to it over and over, again, I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to listen to like the, those opening notes, and then get it get into those chords, get into that vibe of just like how it just closed out the record on such a big note, and you're like, wow, I just listened to that. I, I got that experience personally listening to it all the way through, both on Spotify and on vinyl. Yes, I'm that crazy, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so for me. The, the the album starts off very strong with Band on the Run and Jet, but then it kind of goes a little like it takes like a hill, like a, not necessarily like a sharp turn up and down, a sharp, a big dip or not. But I like the first two songs the most, Band on the Run and Jet, and I do like uh, the last two actually a lot more, uh, as well as almost just as much uh, Picasso's Last Birds and 1985. Those are two great tracks for me. And plus, Paul McCartney plays 1985 a lot too, so which is nice. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm standing on that. So the f- track one, track two, track uh, nine and ten. That that's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. That's where oh, those are my standout tracks and the tracks that really get get me personally going, uh, and have me like. If I want to listen to like like seventies Paul McCartney and Beatles uh, Wings and whatnot, I go back to those tracks mainly. That's just me. Uh, but yeah, Mike, what do you got? Yes. So um, uh, this was an interesting. Thing and like probably the definition of front-loaded uh albums i think i it's like ever have to say like we've listened to like 
literally for me you could take let me roll it put it on side two and take no words on side one and you'd have a perfect like uh for me like uh album that has like so uh not too many songs that i care to skip past like i would listen to every one of them and be happy with them and then side two the mamunia uh um you know Gaza's last word 1985 i didn't even listen to helen wheels i don't know if that was on the, the one that i listened to it was not the one what. i listened to yeah i didn't even hear that so i'm kind of kind of interested to go back and listen to it and uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it's like on, none of those songs on, stuck out to me. Okay, what? I, I was Helen Wheels is on Spotify. I don't know. I don't know if Kyle. Oh, uh, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't on the Spotify version I listened to. Really? Yeah, I listened yeah. to the standard version on Spotify. The 2010 remaster was not there. That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, it might yeah. be on another version on Spotify. I'm pretty sure they have like three or so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, just uh, you know, none of those songs really stuck out to me as anything that really captured my um, attention but uh the rest of them were actually pretty good so i'll just kind of run down it uh, band on the run 10 out of 10 perfect example of a song that changes up in many different directions stays consistent great chorus utilizes good songwriting um to build a good song love the acoustic guitar that drives the song forward um along you know in the background kind of reminds me of yellow um you know it's just that typical beatles kind of feel to it uh just a great song a little repetitive on the chorus but I mean, it's still a classic song, 10 out of 10. Um, I'm going to come down to Jets at eight and a half for me. Um, I, it really benefits from the horns, the pianos, the orchestra accompaniment on uh, the background. Uh, utilizes many different musical voices to build the sound. Uh, chorus seems a little underdeveloped, which kind of dra- drove it down for me, but shortened to the point. Um, I like the feel of it. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good one. Um, now, a song that I originally wasn't so keen on, but as I began to listen to it, I really started enjoying it more was uh, Bluebird. Um, the guitar in the background just adds this melancholy kind of like, and it almost kind of reminds me of a medieval feel to it at times with like some of the guitar in the background and like, but then also it gives me that sitting by the ocean, relaxing kind of like, you know, just paints that kind of picture. And then the sax that comes in for this, is is awesome like it really creates an uh, an atmosphere um i wish this changed up some more from what it offered but you know for what it is i give it an eight out of ten so we're we're, we're cruising high here and then 10 out of 10 i love the song and uh and i was kind of and i know i know kyle uh and it was surprising hey, I anything yet i was surprised to see jt didn't like this one either when he said it took a dip for me I really enjoy this song. Uh, the bass sticks out as a, I love the, it almost kind of reminds me of uh, Uriah Heap a little bit. Um, uh, the bass is kind of um, just kind of like, I like the, you know, like this, this kind of momentum of the song. I love the elements of the sax to it as well. Beautiful guitars really adds a harmony towards the middle that I love that catchy. Oh, Oh, I just love that dude. That just, it just like this song was like, uh, definitely going to make it on one of my playlists like uh definitely going to be uh one of those songs that i just really enjoy um you know and i love the, the orchestra you know that they had in it you know, once again it's going to have an elo comparison here and um then we kind of let go come to let me roll it which was where it kind of took a nosedive for me uh this song is a repetitive bluesy riff in it that needs to change and it doesn't and it strikes the ear kind of like 
you know, you want to hear something different, but it just keeps doing the same thing through the whole song. And it kind of drives me nuts. Like, like it could be so much better if you just changed that one part. Like it really would. If you just took that riff and just made it change uh, after one musical sentence to the next, and then maybe it could come back or whatever, it might, it really would improve the song, but it was, it just kind of did the same thing. Um, you know, I gave it a six out of 10 just because it still was, you know, uh, like uh, a decent song, but I really probably could go to a five but here, but I was kind of like, you know, I, I do admit I tend to be a little more um, lenient on uh, artists who are like, like legendary uh, that, put out songs in at the time period that they do you know in the seven you know 73 it's still kind of like a lot of uh you know uh innovations are being done with like blues mixed in with other um you know styles of music so Nemi Kondamunya like yeah this one was just another kind of forgettable song for me it's it kind of has a folky feel to it it needs a change of gear a pace to kind of liven it up give it some elements to liven it up it's pretty of a traditional just song composition um which is kind of like a, a, a trend on this album um you know six and a half for me i could really go to a six um on that um and then we come down to no words I actually really uh warmed up to this song as well really love the guitar adds a melodical element cool atmosphere the falsetto vocals in it were kind of um something different it's too freaking short though holy crap this song was short and i wanted it to be longer for sure um picasso's last words uh same thing uh, follows the same vein footsteps of band on the run like where it's changing up in different directions and a progressive kind of feel to it but um ultimately it did not have the same impact um chorus isn't as captivating pacing and speed of the song does not do it any favors um it kind of does that playing little pieces of all the rest of the songs um you know but it really just didn't, um, you know, do anything major. So, um, but it was still entertaining and, uh, you know, a little repetitive, definitely repetitive. Um, so seven out of 10, uh, 1985, it's got a six and a half. It's just kind of, actually, I, I kind of disagree with you. I felt this was not a good uh, end of the album. It really didn't bring me anything, but just kind of like um, it didn't uh, capitalize on its introduction um, musically like it int has an intro and like a uh uh intro to the song and it kind of what it offers in the beginning it really needs to go somewhere else and it just kind of doesn't uh have, yeah, it doesn't really follow through with that it just kind of kind of just doesn't is unable to move forward so um yeah it was just kind of eh, you know um six and a half so yeah for me top songs band on the run mrs vanderbilt uh, songs uh, that were my least favorite, Let Me Roll, Let Me Roll It, and uh, probably I would say um, uh, 1985 or Mamunia. Those three were not, um, you know, too, it was not too big on those. So, yeah. Kyle, what do you got? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> going to start with one of my probably most unpopular opinions. In regard to music, maybe one of the only people that holds this opinion. Band on the Run is an incredibly overrated song. There, <laughs> I said it. It's not a bad song by any means. I'll start off, it's a 7 out of 10. I'm not huge into the first half of it. I do like that it has all the change-ups throughout. I agree with you on that, Mike. Mm -hmm. But change-ups to me doesn't equal good. I mean, as, as you could probably already tell from past reviews we've done on the show, this is not my favorite time period for music. 
by any stretch. Not huge into the sounds. I do like the second, you know, the back half of the song, I think is really solid, really good. Doesn't fully make up for the first half for me. Seven out of 10. Jet, nothing special. Just kind of not for me on the sound. Six out of 10. Bluebird, though, I enjoy this one. Favorite song on the album. Uh, From the first time I heard it, and it continued to stand out to me. Uh, I do wish that it wasn't as repetitive. That brought it down to, you know, 7.5. I like it has a more experimental tone of some more like unconventional instruments brought in. Like you hear like the the guiro scraping in the background, which I like. Uh, you know the saxophone section absolutely kills it. You but the repetitive guiro scraping, the guiro. Oh, you know I thought guiro is guiro was scraping. Guiro is a no, you don't know what a guiro is, Mike? Go look it up. Oh. It's a little fish looking <laughs> instrument with a little stick that you scrape across it. Oh uh, yes, I know you're talking. Yep. But yeah, so I, again. One of the big things on this record for me is the repetitiveness of the choruses mm-hmm. on almost every track. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if there's a little less repetitive, did a little bit more, could have gone a bit higher, but I have to stick with 7.5. And here's where the album takes a huge dip in quality for me. <laughs> uh, this song, ooh, I ooh. completely disagree, Mike. I hate <laughs> those posts. <laughs> Hey ho, I, hate I love it that with a passion. I could not stand it. <laughs> Upon like subsequent listens, I had to skip through the song because it just annoyed the crap out of me. Four out of ten. Oh, and then we come wow. to the absolute worst piece of garbage on this record. <laughs> Why he plays this live, JT, I could not begin to tell you. That guitar riff that is ever present throughout the entire thing and doesn't change up. A single damn time is infuriating. <laughs> Hearing almost five minutes of that same guitar riff is annoying as hell. They couldn't add any flourish. All they had to do is change the ending note of the riff just yeah. once. Once per like sequence that, that they did. And it would have been fine. Yeah. I, actually I, like that it has, yeah, I like that it actually has a more like, not heavy, but a more like distorted tone to it. And that could have worked, but instead of making like a couple of flourishes to it, like little improvisation things throughout to keep it interesting, he's like, now nah, I'm just going to copy paste the same thing throughout. <laughs> and the vocal effects on this are horrendous. Paul McCartney is an excellent vocalist. I love the tone of his voice. But man, this was this was rough, drowned out in the vocal effects. Three out of ten. Couldn't stand this one. Uh, Mamunia doesn't get much better. Just gonna, gonna be honest, the <laughs> lyrics aren't my style on here with the water and the clouds feeding to the stream, who then feeds the ocean. And <laughs> Christ, no, uh, not for me. The verses aren't bad. I think the voices, the verses are a bit enjoyable. Can't stand the chorus again, too repetitive. Four out of ten. No words. I agree with you here, Mike. I like this song. Hmm. You know, if it was longer, I could have given it a little bit higher. Yeah. Six out of ten for me. Jesus. Oh, <sighs> Screw the spring. I hate the springtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have it out, bro. Have it out. But yeah, this is the most Beatles-esque of any <laughs> of the songs on here. But it misses the harmonies of having all four of them around. It could have been a little bit higher if it was a little bit longer. Six out of ten. And then we get to one of the most annoying things for me on here, like <laughs> not musically speaking, but this song, Picasso's Last Words, started 
incredibly strong. And then it just devolved into repeating the drink to me chorus for yeah. so long. And then they brought back, they reprised two of my least favorite parts of the album. So I, <laughs> five, out of, five out of 10 of all the things they should have brought back. Oh, no. hey, oh come Hated. on, man. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting back into that. And Mike, I agree with you on this next one, too. So that was a five out of 10. I agree with you on this next one, too. Uh, I don't think this is a great way to end the record. I think it would have been better to end it on Picasso's last words. Maybe just flip-flop the two. Really don't like the vocals on this one. They don't hit for me. They sound odd and a little bit strained at times. It's just an okay track. It's not like offensively bad, but I wouldn't say it's good. Five out of ten. I mean, this is... This is a pretty pretty rough listen for me, not gonna lie to you. Outside of those <laughs> three tracks and no words, it was uh pretty brutal to get through. I'm surprised that Spotify didn't have Helen Wheels on there. I know. Maybe I maybe telling maybe literally it's only on the LP. I have no idea, but <laughs> I have to check. Um because I was just listening I to it on right now. Yeah, if you don't mind. I was just listening to it on LP and I was like, oh, there's 10 tracks on the album. I don't know why they didn't put it on Spotify. That's weird. So I don't know. That's beyond me. Um, so we've gone through our track listing. Of- it's on Spotify, but it's not on the actual album. Really? They have it on there in the Band on the Run archive collection, which has like an hour and 15 minutes of stuff on it. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Uh, well, you heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. That's where that's kind of where our track listing reviews and our standout tracks and whatnot from this uh, this album go to. Um, is that it? Can we go to our, our rating now? Is that, are we good? Anything else? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Cool. Hold on. Uh, let's see. So I'll go first again. So going into this, um, I was very excited. Um, as most of you could tell, I was, um, I really wanted to do, uh, I'm glad we put this on the bill because it's, it's, it's always good to hear different opinions. Like you, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you, Kyle or Mike, I'm just saying you, the listener might think that, Hey, you know, you might think, Oh my God, this record or this artist is like the greatest thing ever. And also you might think that, and the person standing right next to you might think that it's the worst conceivable thing known to man. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just the truth. So I, I I was going into this 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 uh, discussion tonight about saying, hey, I'm excited to talk, talk about this record. I, I've always liked the record personally. Um, I knew Mike would like some of it. Uh, I wasn't sure how I, I knew Mike would like some. I don't know. I don't know how much he would like though personally. And Kyle, I was like, it's going to be a hit or miss. I'm just not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I oh, you hey, oh sorry oh, I had an outburst there my bad I'm sorry it's all right but I I, I will say <laughs> though, I music is I, all art regardless of if it's music movies television books or art is subjective and that's fine that's what makes the world go around we all have different opinions and we share them and that's how they are that's how the world is uh, and this and I feel like tonight picking band on the run was a good example of how I thought you know like. There were certain elements in this in this album that like Queen might have picked up on or ELO might have picked up on in the 70s and whatnot. And 
and you might even like super tramp with like some synthesizers, you know, and they might have picked up on that stuff like that too. Um, but yeah, for me, I this is a really solid record overall. I I liked it a lot, personally. Listening to it over and over again, it felt kind of like repetitive for me at some points because I'm like, uh, well, yes, I'm getting ready for my stream on Monday. I'm getting ready, but at the same time, like I'm getting a little tired of listening to the same thing over and over again. But that's okay. Um, rating wise, I'm gonna give this a solid, a solid seven point seven five out of ten. It's not after listening to it more and more and more. I realized that it could just be it could just be because I listened to it so much over the past week again the whole album started diminish and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, it, it does hold up as a, as a record. It holds up uh, in my eyes. It holds up since the seventies, fifty years ago. Now, my God, um, it, it holds up since then. And Paul McCartney does play a lot of these songs live. I mean, he, he like he, I don't know why he plays. Um, let, he, I don't know why he plays Let Me Roll It as much as he does. He really should take that one out. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it should be put on the back burner and then burnt at this point. <laughs> so I don't understand. But Paul, if you're listening to us, don't do that sorry. one again. <laughs> We're sorry. But just don't do that one. Uh, p- play Jet more often. I don't know. Whatever. But but anyways, besides the point, that I'm going to get 7.75 out of 10 for this record. I I, I enjoyed it enjoy listening to it as a complete as a complete statement like not just as an, a collection of songs but as a, an album with meaning to me at least with this as a, as like a, not quite a statement record per se but just like here's a collection of songs that's really really strong in my eyes and i wanted to share with them so that's that's why i put 7.75 that's just me mike what do you got for your rating and i thought you'd be way higher than that jt you're like oh i'm so excited for this album 7.7 it's like well, because, oh, no, okay, yeah, i thought we we're gonna be going in nine territory for jt here yeah. no no no, no. I, I thought though that's the thing i thought so too but the more i listened to it i said it holds up but doesn't hold up as much as other things i've heard you know and, and as, as as passionate as i am about like the title tracker or jet you know yeah. as, as passionate as i am about those two songs the rest of the album does not hold up as much as I thought it was going to. Also, yeah. this is my first listen to it all the way through in like years, literally about four or five years. I've, I've not listened to this record all the way through for a long time. So it's, it's, and did it hold up for the second time over? Not quite as much. I mean, I, I would, you guys say eight or nine. I would not say eight or nine for this. I mean, some people would, but I, I, I would say like, it's it's for some people, it's like, it's like the greatest thing since like, let it be the song. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's obviously not that, but uh, <laughs> I, it, it's a strong Record, but it's not as strong as I remember. That's why I'm going with a 7.75. That's me. That's me personally, though. But um, Mike, what do you got? Yeah. So for me, uh, yeah, there's a little repetition on it that hurts it. Also, really does fall off a cliff, like from the first side to like the the end. You know, like um, you know, I still have to listen to Helen Wheels, so like uh, to see how that kind of ends out. But I mean, ultimately. It's got some, uh, like I was saying, you know, it, it does have some stuff that sounds like from the 70s, but then like Bluebird doesn't sound like it's from the 70s. Let Me Roll, it doesn't, uh, you know, a lot of the other song. It, it really does have like a, a it changes kind of, I mean, Mrs. Vanderbilt has a very unique kind of sound to it. It's, it's definitely one of those albums that I give extra credit to because it's not, um, you know, it's keeping the old style kind of mixing in some elements of the new. So, um, yeah. So, uh, for me, this was a six and a half, um, could be a seven. Um, you know, I'm sitting somewhere in between that, uh, area, um, because of some of the repetition, because of like some of those songs not having 
So some strong kind of carrying. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to six and a half. Um, but, you know, I could see myself moving to a seven uh, through time and, you know, uh, multiple listens. But, um, yeah, for now, I'll stick at a six and a half. And it's still good. It's still entertaining. Um, still has some, you know, legendary song on it, uh, you know, uh, uh, Band on the Run. And then Mrs. Vanderbilt, one of my new favorites that I'm going to have Kyle listen to um, in a car trips and rides. And he's really going to enjoy <laughs> that. So, Kyle, this one's for you. I'll, I'll bring right, my so. earplugs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll drill holes in them so they don't work. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> and wait, still better than Underclass Hero. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, oh, throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, not even close. This album belongs in the trash compared to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I just said that, Mike. <laughs> rather listen to Jordy. Oh. No, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't go that far. But no, so this, to me, I agree with my repetition on here really brings a lot of it down for me. I will disagree with JT a bit here in that I don't think the album holds up, especially as a whole. I think it does sound very dated, very much a product of its time. And even before then, uh, you know, production, even production wise, even like the 2010 remaster didn't really do much to kind of update the sound or production all too, all too well. But, you know, it is what it is. Band on the Run is a legendary song. It's just not really for me. If you like this kind of sound, you'll probably like this a lot. I don't. So for me, it's a 5.25. I've been in quite the rut for the past month of all the albums that we have covered. I think I've been hovering around the same pretty low scores for all of them. But uh, yeah. I am I am the villain today. Boo, boo that man, boo. <laughs> I wish we could have like someone off camera that we have throw junk and like garbage at you, and you're just like, you know, like yeah, like we really gotta uh, hire some like a crew to like make this happen to, wow. to give some effect to like being the villain. Like you should be banana peel should be thrown at you and stuff. Yeah. Well, for me, I think that there was. Oh, just a lot of missed opportunity on the album. Mm. A lot of songs that I'm listening to them like, oh, if it went here or it did this, it would be much better. Yeah. Like again, if no words was a little bit longer, would have been a song that'd probably make my rotations, but it wasn't. It just kind of peters out at the end. Those ho hey hoes are horrendous. Mike, I, I know you love it, but that I love it. takes so much away. <laughs> I love it, dude. I think one Amazing. thing we can all agree on is that this is a, an entirely front-loaded record. Yes, very. So, yeah, it's definitely like I could have taken that. You take one song off the other one, the rest of them I would really wouldn't miss if they, you know. But could definitely, uh, out of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're not we're not uh, rolling any wheels tonight. It's we're doing. Uh, we have our planned uh releases for next week, yeah right? next week is which one Foo fighters or wait i don't think we decided it's either foo fighters or avenge sevenfold you want to do the foo fighters since it already came out they both already came out oh no they oh my god <laughs> uh why don't we do foo fighters next week and then we'll do then we'll uh, do avenge we can... sevenfold the week after yeah no, is that okay good yep, yep. Sounds good. Sweet. Awesome. Well, listen, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Uh, obviously, many different opinions on this one, and, and that's all good and all fine and dandy, as they say. 
Uh, I want to thank Kyle and Mike for joining us as uh, joining me as always for doing these um, these crew retrospective uh, reviews and whatnot. Yeah, so thanks again, guys. Uh, and and listen, this yeah. guy down here has a great podcast that I believe he just finished up called Q and A podcast. I might be wrong about that, but finishing up, but I think he did. Did you? Yeah. Got two more episodes. This week's episode that just came out about uh, recounting prom stories, and next week is the season finale, and we'll be back in July or August. You're missing out if you have not tuned in to the Q and A podcast. They you do sure so are. Good. They 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 do so much good work over there. I can't even emphasize it enough. Uh, but yeah. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Tune into Cause Podcast. We'll see you guys next week for the uh the Foo Fighters. Yeah, so stay safe, take care, and, and this is and this is Mike saying, hey ho, hey ho, out. Uh, this is Mike getting <laughs> kicked out. <laughs> Mike's getting kicked out of the chat. <laughs> hey ho. All right, hey ho to you too. All right. All right. Stay safe, take care. We'll see you guys next time. And